0: What a world you now listen to Talker Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talker Talk, Talker Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself.
1: So. Talker Brothers Podcast. Talk Brothers. Talker Brothers. Talker Brothers Podcast with Smash and Go D. <laughs> Yeah, Smash, you got doing your thing. The mic
0: is contacted, I attract clientele. My brethren, Goddy and Smash, Talker Brothers. That's poppin'. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talker Brothers Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Goddy.
2: And it's your boy, Smash, coming next.
0: I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. Smash it's been i think we've been slacking i think because we launched another podcast with another podcast in the works i think that we've neglected our own baby trying to raise a, <laughs> trying to raise two other babies so <laughs> go ahead i'm gonna apologize to the, to the listeners i'm sorry we we'll, we we'll, we will be dropping this this week so oh yeah
2: it's not i wouldn't say neglect though I, you know we we were we put our own we were What we weren't selfish. We put our own thing to the side to help our others. So I wouldn't say we neglected. We just was uh, lending our.
0: We didn't change her. We didn't feed her. (laughs) (laughs) She running all in the streets. (laughs) Hey, you you know we we grew
2: up as latchkey kids. Right. Find your way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) So. But
2: listen. it's all
0: good though. But listen, I have a creative that that I really enjoy. Um, follow her on Instagram. I really like listen looking listen to listening to her lives and and just delving into her mind. Her, you know, her name is Moniece Mitchell Sims. Um, she's an expert wordsmith. Um, she's a 2019 Producer Guild of America Diversity Fellow. Uh, And the list goes on. I'm not, Moniece, you know, I'm not about to go through all that, okay? Read it, man! (laughs) She's an award-winning poet and playwright. Hey, if you read it, (laughs) if you read it, we'd be here all day. It is long. But listen, I I want to give you your flowers. I want to give you your flowers. Go to MonieceMitchellSims.com and... The sister has, she's diverse in we're talking about playwright, we're talking about movies, we're talking about as a journalist, we're talking about as a as a writer. She covers yep. it all. She is totally all. multi multifaceted. And I just had to have her on the show because I want to pick her brain to see how how she thinks and how she operates and and just let the listeners see how who you are because I I know um, we have a lot of female listeners. And I think it'll uh-huh. be really empowering for them to hear your thoughts and your process throughout this climate. So there's your roses. Yay!
1: <laughs> Yay, <laughs> Thank welcome, you so much. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so how have you been? How have you been through these times?
1: Like I got telling you all right before we got on, I'm taking this day by day, man. I'm just, you know, just when you think you got a handle on things. Then another monkey wrench gets thrown at you mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was just Starting to understand how to go to the grocery Stores, stand six feet behind people <laughs> You know, get my stuff Together, right. and I got my mask on And now the governor's gonna shut down LA again So I just, you know Day by day, today Was good, so right. thank God for that
0: Yeah <laughs> and What did you call this man? that's called what? What's that? She said you Oh, didn't... life, that's called life <laughs>
2: like right right yeah, life, life, life. Life, life. yeah. It just come out of nowhere and hit you
0: I, yeah. I we've had you know we go to the groceries in twos the wife and i go to the grocery store in twos and that's only because people don't respect that distance they don't they don't nah. so nah. we go in the grocery store we only going to shop with one basket but we take two so mm-hmm. when we check mm-hmm. out yep i put one behind me she put one in mm-hmm. front of her and we stand in the middle to make that space and it's it's, mm. it's, oh, okay. it's tough. That's it's like you, so you gotta you gotta make things up just to make sure that people res- <laughs> respect respect my boundaries, please. I, if you don't want to save I, yourself, I want to save me. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: People
2: protesting wearing masks. I, I, I can't understand, understand it. that. I don't. I me don't, don't
1: I don't get it. I really don't understand it. I don't. Like, I don't
0: you, know. You know. I, I just think we just need to go ahead and quarantine. Let's take. I'm sorry, Wyoming, but there's nothing really there. So let's just <laughs> let's just quarantine them all to Wyoming. You don't want to wear a mask? Have at it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I have at all that. You exactly. know, it's not it's not for it's not for just your safety. It's for the next person's safety as well. And it's I don't know. It's rebellion is just rebellion. You know, they just find something to rebel against, and that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But. What what are you working on right now? Well
1: I, I I'm working on a romantic comedy of awesome. all things. <laughs> mm. And this is a project that I was um working on in the producer's program. Mm-hmm. And um it's uh you guys like football? Y'all football fan? I see your jersey back there.
2: Oh yeah.
1: All right, That's all a, right, so Deion Sanders. Phil Collins. Okay, you will appreciate this. Then it's a, <laughs> a it's a black romantic comedy about a black woman super fan who creates a crowdfunding campaign to get rid of her home team quarterback. Um, because he sucks.
0: So use Atlanta, <laughs> okay? Use the Falcons because their quarterback sucks.
1: <laughs> Detroit ain't good either. Detroit ain't good either. And they end up falling in love with each other online, right? Okay. <laughs> so as you've got male with black folks basically set in the world of of football, right? And uh, and and that's a light movie. Um, because I grew up loving romantic comedies. I mean, like I can quote just about everything from When Harry Met Sally, and I just love the whole genre. Even though I'm primarily a drama writer, uh-huh. but I was inspired to write this because my husband is from Chicago. Bless his heart. He was going crazy. <laughs> he, said <bless> his heart. <laughs> he was going crazy watching the Bears screw up once again, not make the playoffs. And I was, like, I was like, babe, why don't you just calm down? Why don't you just create a crowdfunding campaign and get rid of them? And he was like, huh? Good idea. I think yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> For both of us. <laughs> yeah, so I know, I, right? I wrote, I wrote the script, but I also did some research and fans have been doing this. They've been trying to get rid of kickers and all types of folks. Mm-hmm. Fans are serious about their sports teams. So um I just had a lot of fun writing it and, and telling it from a black woman's perspective because you never get to see that, you right. know? And um sisters love football just as much as y'all do. And oh, um, yeah. And they are just as passionate about it and knowledgeable about it. So this is I want to do we haven't had a love in basketball in forever. So
0: yes, that's that's a, and that's is. a that's classic. My yeah. my favorite rom-com is Hitch. That's my yep, favorite. That's a good one. Yeah, I like Hitch. That's my favorite. I, like I can watch that over and over and over again. Okay, listen, don't tell nobody that I got a little soft side there. But that that's my that's my favorite of all. Uh, Hitch is funny. Hitch, Hitch is funny. I, I like love, Hitch. I love that. That's one love, of my favorite? What's, your favorite. What's your favorite?
2: Um, probably I do watch Hitch over and over again because I like the I like the dance when he's making the pizza and all that. But uh, <laughs> but um, one of the new ones that I, I kind of like is um I don't know I can't think of the name of it, but it's with um Lucy. Was it Lucy? Not Lucy Lawless. Is it Lucy? Lucy Liu and then um, Tay Diggs. It's I
0: can't think of the name. Oh, It's oh, about yeah.
1: these bosses that yeah, they're yeah, bosses. set them up. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: See, I'm not I actually I'm, like that. One. I'm not you gonna, gonna up, do this with y'all. You know, I, I love <laughs> I love rom-coms. I'm I'm I, do and I don't you, have right? to have my wife with me to watch them. To be honest <laughs> with you, See,
1: that's what I'm saying. See, the brothers like rom-coms too. So I'm got I got football. I got yes. black Love. You know,
2: when when should we expect it?
1: Uh, well, hopefully, I mean, you know, hey, you know, production is shut down. Hollywood is completely oh, shut true. down. That's true. So, you know, I'm in negotiations right now um, with a production company. Hopefully, we can get it rolling and get it set up someplace. And when the world opens up again, we'll shoot it. Right. So, I don't really it's... know.
2: <laughs> and and that's the that's the one called Sack, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah Sack.
2: Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Then. then. A little rom com, I had to sit back in the side. I that's the ones I come in the man cave and watch by myself.
1: See, <laughs> so you do it too. See, I, I thought, see what y'all ashamed of. Why can't y'all just watch rom coms with your woman? What's up?
0: Sometimes you know, I don't know. <laughs> I watch so much TV and so yeah. many movies that she just can't keep up. Yeah, Aww. you know, and, and if and if I had to pace myself to her pace. Yeah, Yeah, everything just fly past me. But she loves, and this is crazy. And I don't know, she loves medieval, anything that's medieval. So Mm. anything medieval, she'll drop whatever she's doing to watch it. There's something on Netflix. It's a Turkish, um, medieval, Turkish. Yes, Turkish, and it has subtitles and. I mean, the Turkish put in work. Now, if you want to get funded, you might want to call Turkey and get get you some funding because they're putting out every... They're putting out 100 episodes per season. It's like... Okay. All right. Like, hey, are you really watching this many episodes that she watches it religiously? Religiously. Like, I'm like, okay, I can't break away. (laughs) With the subtitles, that's
2: that's a commitment right there. People say that, but like, I watch... I watch every show, every show in subtitles, because what I've learned is that I don't know if the actors go away from the script, but the subtitles have something in there that sometimes the actors and the actresses don't say. And so it makes Ooh. it more interesting. I'm like, oh, they were supposed to say that, but the actor improvised it. So I find, I watch all my uh, movies now with uh, subtitles, no matter I- whatever they are. Okay. Um, no. As my wife. It. it Closed caption is on all
0: the time. I don't. Time. I can't read all that fast. Time? But they'll be on all the time. They'll be on scene three, and I'm still reading what
1: they said on scene one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely a skill set to be able to to read <laughs> subtitles and watch the movie and keep up. I mean, like a funny story. My husband and I used to live um, in Koreatown. I hate to say that now, but that's what it's called. And uh, <laughs> it's an area where it's mostly you would think you were in Korea. Honestly, you're in the middle of LA. But I mean, everything, Korean grocery stores, uh, movie theaters, everything. So we were in a minority in Koreatown we got so excited because there was a movie theater that opened up and we had have to drive 15 minutes so we were like oh yes we can walk to the movie theater we walk over to the movie theater we walk in and nothing but the people and we're like okay but you know everything else the popcorn and the menu was in english and stuff like that so we thought okay fine not a problem they're looking at us like what y'all doing here we're like hey, we came to see a movie and we saw that um uh the movie with um uh, well I just, it just went out of my head. Uh Dang, I got I got no name titles movie because it won't make sense to tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't know. you hate
0: it when you draw a blank right when you try to Dang,
1: that's horrible. Um anyway it's a movie that's very complicated to pay attention to it was uh uh where you know the time and they were going to different different um levels and time and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you leonardo, leonardo DiCaprio with inception, inception. oh inception oh, yeah inception. so we walk up in there inception's on the title you know go into the movie theater we sit down popcorn drinks everything and it comes up in korean <laughs> <laughs> now, Inception is a hard ass move to follow anyway. Right. Yep. And reading the subtitles along with it. <laughs> oh my god, my brain was in overload. I was so <laughs> by the time the movie ended, I was so mentally exhausted (laughs) thank you see and
0: that's you 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 (laughs) pinned it perfectly see that's that's a true creative right there because that i I, that's what i am watching subtitles i'm mentally exhausted like i tried to like i love it he was like man you have to watch uh what's what's the show with the uh the drug lord what's his name um
1: oh you gotta
0: be more specific oh escobar escobar he, so he was like, "Man, you have to watch. It's great." So I say, "You know what? I'm gonna sit here and watch this with these subtitles."
3: Uh, and I was <laughs> mentally
0: exhausted about three episodes in. I'm like, "I just can't, I can't do it anymore." So I, I feel your pain on that.
1: I gotta watch. It. Now I can only watch British stuff with subtitles. Really? Yeah, I, uh, I definitely
0: got to watch that one
1: because they be on those dialects be a little thick sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Why did you yeah. just? Say? I love
0: their slang. I love English TV. I love. But um, that's where I actually started. I was
2: watching a lot of the. Actually, I started when I was watching um, um, dang, what's uh Idris Elba show when he was detective Luther Luther, Luther. Mm-hmm. yeah I was watching Luther and I was they you know and they're like. You want a spot, or they're like in it, and I'm like, "What are they saying?" And so I turned on the, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, and it got a little better as I could read what yeah. they were actually saying.
0: I love their slang. They got slangs for everything. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love. I love our thing is grifter movies. We love grifter movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kind artist movies. We love it. We, I love yeah.
3: it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> love it. That's my favorite. Yep. The so one. I got, I got a question for you real quick, cause yeah, as I as I was looking up some stuff, I I didn't understand, and I wanted to see if you could help me understand the I think if I get it right, it's like the power of diversity master workshop that you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that about with the Writers Guild? Like, what 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 was that workshop entail? Cause I couldn't. It said diversities and I know like you know in the Grammys and all that, they were talking about bringing diversity to that. So yeah. was that about bringing diversity to the, the movie scene and the
0: television? To writers,
1: it, yeah, right? it's, it's about bringing <laughs> diversity. The producers program that I was saying is about bringing diversity to the producers guild. Okay, um, that's their ultimate goal. Okay. Um, but what they do is is they they pick um ten projects. My year they p- they pick ten projects, and um. And then, you know, you can be an individual producer like I was, or you can be a team of producers, or you can be a writer producer like I am, or you could be a producer that just optioned a script uh, or a documentary filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. So it was a nice diversity of people in the room in my class. And okay. they bring in speakers and, and to talk to you about different aspects of getting your project made, from distribution to writing to casting to anything like that. Um, and then you have mentors that you're assigned. And these mentors help you to, to tailor your pitch because all about Hollywood is being able to talk to people about your project. So, and most creatives we're not good at pitching. You know, we just want to go in there and do the work. Right. Like, I don't want to have to talk right. about it, but read it. Like, it's amazing. Here, it's right but, here. Right, but people don't like to read. So you got to be able to pitch your sure. stuff to them. Right. And so you'd have to tailor like a one-minute pitch and a two-minute pitch. And they do that from the jump. As soon as you walk up in there, you start pitching. And, um, and then you get to connect with your classmates and everything like that. So it was a very intense, like, nine-week program. We met twice a week and they throw you in the water right away. But you, you make connections and it teaches you how to get your stuff done. Um, it also gives you the tools you need to move forward in the future um, in, in independently or to go into television or whatever you need to go into. Because once those people are in that room, when these are big name folks that you can't just walk up to and talk to, right. but when you're in that room, they see you and you're immediately validated and they give you their email address. And now you're like, oh, I can just email you, right? And so now you (laughs) can start to build a relationship with folks. And that's all this talent is about is relationships anyway. Like there's so many people that are super, super talented and my class was ridiculously talented um <laughs> but we just didn't have the connections to get to the next level so that's what that program does okay that sounds like an awesome program wow it's amazing i've done all of them this you talk to the diversity kid i have applied everything <laughs> that's possible and i've been through a lot of diversity programs and that's the only one that really um is not just for show Right. You know, yeah. it's
0: really about a lot action
1: of yeah it's about action it's about it's about pouring into you and you're part of a family and you have real tools and like the shine doesn't disappear as soon as you graduate you know most of these diversity programs are just just for show
0: right
2: and it, it's uh, interesting because something you said caught my, my ear Um, because you were talking about how you have to pitch real quick and um, for me like I, I was always taught you having oh. to do your pitch and that's something that you're mm-hmm. not comfortable doing um it's funny because in my job i'm kind of the opposite like we we have been uh you know made or told from early early on that we have to practice our elevators pitch so basically yeah. you gotta tell whoever something about yourself as long as the elevator ride will last Yeah, And you have to mm-hmm. so so it's funny because like i was thinking about what you said like if you got the product i could go in there and pitch it pretty quick you Know what I mean, and hopefully get you know, get it sold. So, but I may not have that creative
0: like you got all the way. So, it's, it's well, that, well, that's
1: good to know. I might take you up on that, bro. <laughs> hey,
0: you might not because he's been writing a book for 20 years now. So, uh, that's he true. Ain't
1: finish it, he just need to pitch it. That's all <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fix it till we make it. God damn,
0: <laughs> smash, <laughs> they agree. No, I get to work. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So now, so now that we on the topic of of diversity, yeah. What? When when was when was your first? What was your first? What year was the first time that you got paid for doing what you're doing? Well. Um, gotta okay. tell her age that's how you get a my yeah. age
1: <laughs> um well I, I was i have to go all the way back to when i was actually in high school honestly um I, i've been a journalist since i was 16 so well wow. okay. i got paid with as a journalist when i was 16 yeah i read um, that and um And that's really when I started making money was as a journalist, working at different newspapers and stuff like that. That's what enabled me to be able to go to film school because I fulfilled my mother's, uh, (laughs) her directive. I was getting paid to write. So I said, now that I'm getting paid to write, although as a journalist, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. So I went to film school without telling her. I didn't even tell her I got accepted. Really? Um, (laughs) No, no, son, because when I graduated from, from journalism school, I had four job offers. I mean, I, I wow. really could have gone to become a journalist. and But I realized um, pretty much after my first internship that I prefer making up stuff, you know? And I don't want to have to be beholden to tell the story they want me to tell. If I'm sitting there thinking like, I wish she had said this, that's not good, you know? Because right. that gets you in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I applied for um, film school without telling my mother. Um, and I told her I was going after I'd already accepted that I was going and everything like that. So, but I knew if she had known that I was applying, she would talk taught me out of it. And how you going to look at four job offers from newspapers and go into a, a Go to film school. We have no <laughs> you know, nobody waiting for you. Why nobody calling me to do that? She was like,
0: you, "You're trying to get some money. You're trying to give some money. <laughs> just don't." But I asked that question because, from that point in your career to this point in your career, how much diversity have you seen in that career field? Has, has it has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Has it has, is it at a standstill? Does we Stay do insane. they just overlook it? Coming from a, a, a not only a black not only a, a black person but a black woman, how how has that struggle been? Uh
1: well, I, I came into the film game um, during the golden age. Well, I guess this would have been the second golden age, but around the time of Love Jones and when all those '90s movies came out. Yes, I mean,
0: that is a yeah. golden age.
1: Yeah, yeah, we all <laughs> thought, we all thought this is it, right? You right, know, right. Um, in fact. Like, um, many of my friends, I was a spoken word artist in Chicago, so many of my friends uh, were in Love Jones, and I knew the guy who wrote Love Jones. So I was was so close to it that I thought, okay, this is it. But (laughs) what happened was, it dried up. It was a renaissance, and then it went away. And for the next 20 years, I was just like, even after I won the Showtime Filmmakers grant, um, I thought that, this is it. <laughs> um, but I was so exhausted just trying to get the movie made that I didn't really have time to build a foundation as like a longevity career. Right. And and that was not, and that program wasn't set up to to provide you that, right? There, were, I didn't get a mentor. I didn't get to learn how the business worked. I just had to produce a product. And I didn't know that, you know, that there was only so much time that you had, you know, like you have shine on you for a couple of minutes. And and then mm. um, I was under the thought, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist, so I want my work to be right. And I didn't have the ability of gabbing and networking and stuff like that. So networking terrified me. So I wouldn't network if I didn't have something finished. Right. right? So okay. I was thinking I'll come back to them once I'm done. But no. Nah. When I came back to folks, they're like, "And you are?" I'm like, well, <laughs> "Last year, you know." You remember you me? The- <laughs> <laughs> my job, like, What's going on. It's like, ah, we moved on. So I had to learn that. Okay, it is about the work. Right. You need to have good work, but you also got to have the social skills as well. Right. And yes. that was a hard lesson for me to learn, particularly as a black person, and then as a black woman, black woman, when there weren't that many black women that I was coming in contact with. So I wasn't able to even find that sisterhood that I needed. And the Uh. people were hanging on as they could. You know, they were like, I'm just trying to get my next thing. Like, I'll try to pull you in, sister, if I could. But they couldn't do it either. So for me, it's been a struggle in that um, I haven't been able to find that tribe of people that can just pull you in. Because it was the whole idea of we got one, right? Right. And you you can't pull in the whole tribe of folks. You know, they just need to make their stand where they are and you hope that they can leave the door cracked open for you to get in, but it never happens. So that's how I became such a, a prolific independent producer uh-huh. and white because I had to do it all myself. The difference that's happening now, I hope, is that the Lena Waves of the World and people like that, Ava yeah. DiBornais and, and Issa Rays, they, they didn't have to deal with that BS that I dealt with. They're coming at this completely different. They're like, we are gonna get all the things done all at the same time. It's not about, like, if you're a filmmaker, you can't do TV. That's how it was for me back in the day. Pick a lane, you know? And because, like yep. you said, I do so many different things, people didn't know where to put me. Right. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't understand. I'm like, well, I write these things, and no, pick a lane. <laughs> they so try to put you, you they put you in
0: a box yep. and leave you there. put you in a box,
1: and I picked film. A lot of my friends that picked TV, they were able to go to work on the Moishas and the Parkers and stuff like that, the Markers. Oh, okay. And even when that drew, dried up, they were out of work. But I picked film because that's where my heart felt it needed to be and still does, but there wasn't a structure there to um, help people move up. But not, like I said, but Lena and Ava and Issa, they're doing all the things now and they're bringing yeah. everybody along at the same time because they have built their own, right? Yeah. And I think that's the difference. We have to build our own because even this moment right now with calls for diversity, and wanting you to get this gig and blah blah blah, the door's going to close again. And if right. you're not if you're not ready to build right. your own, I ain't mad. Go get that Warner Brothers money, but <laughs> bring that money back to your own production company and make ten movies,
0: Thank right? MC,
1: and that's <laughs> and smash, you know.
0: He knows I've I've been preaching like I, we're such TV watchers. I mean it's it's almost obscene how much TV and, and movies that we watch. <laughs> um but we've always asked that question of like you have Tyler Perry with, with this big huge studio. Yeah and and it's like um damn it bigger than what Hollywood has, right? And oh I, yeah I just don't understand and and, and I'm glad I have you because I can ask you this question because you're an expert <laughs> on this. Um why don't the the Issa Rays and and, uh, and Alina Waits, why don't they take that creativity to someone like him and pitch him before they pitch Hollywood? So that we so that he can kind so that they can kind of own mm. their own before it, you know, I understand you know, white Hollywood has the money, right? They've always monopolized. The movie industry the tv industry it's always been a monopoly there so i understand to pitch it to a netflix which is a new avenue now a new source of income and stuff like that to get your stuff produced but why don't they throw that pitch to to tyler perry like open winfrey has one of the biggest broadcasting networks that that's out here why don't they pitch that the pitch that kind of stuff to them and so that because i would think for me i would think that because you know my struggle. You know how hard it is in this business that you would, you would give me a better percentage and a better ownership of my my content than, than the, my white <laughs> counterpart would, right? I, I'm waiting to hear her answer. <laughs> I was reading her face.
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, looking oh, at her shoe like, yeah, yeah but I'm, it all I'm sound I'm like, good.
3: <laughs> yeah, it but look look, great. look,
1: look, everybody's creators, right? So you know all creators do not get along. Really that being said? Really. Tyler Perry um is his own industry. And you know, you can feel what how you feel about his content it, it doesn't matter. I applaud the brother because he built something that no one can ever take away. Right. And and his studio has people Warner Brothers, Fox, they all shoot there. They all shoot there. So he's got that money coming in regardless. Um uh i didn't know that
3: why
1: i mean oprah um ava is oprah's girl so there you go they work together um isa and lena are are using their platforms as kind of like i see them using their platforms as uh hbo and showtime as distribution channels right more so uh than I, i don't know i ain't seen the you know, the contracts, I don't know what the money's looking like, but <laughs> <laughs> they're able to get to people through those networks, Showtime, sure. Netflix, um, HBO. But on the other side of that, I mean, uh, Issa is, is like all over the place as far as yep. building companies and and, 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 and on her nonprofit. She's doing her own thing. Ava's doing her own thing. Um, Lena is just churning out movies and, and, you know, TV shows left and right. And I think they're kind of taking a similar approach to Tyler Berry. They haven't built a studio yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if that weren't to happen. Um, So at least now, and then there's the Will Packers of the world as well. Yeah. You know, at least now there are a number of people doing this, right? And they're all talking to each other. They all know each other. Back in the when I came up, they they segregated all the filmmakers. I read this article once, and I don't know if it's LA Times or whatever, but... Uh, I read this article where all these filmmakers from the 90s that you thought were gonna be like huge, they finally got together and they were talking to each other and they were saying like, I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you. It's like we were not connected uh, because you're, all your handlers are white, right? You're working within a system that's white. They purposely kept them away from each other. Wow. So there was no cool. way for them to build a bridge to each other. Right. Whereas now, they all talking to each other. They all working together. They all, you know, they're like aware of what each other's doing. They support each other. You know, they're they're pitching each not they're sharing each other's stuff that's going on, you know. It's a completely different thing. So yeah. I think what you're saying is happening. It's just happening differently okay. than uh just going to Tyler Perry. Because Tyler mm. Perry's own, you know, he can write a play and a movie and a TV show in a week. <laughs> Wait. He did don't no, say he can. He did it. And he gets that stuff out. Right. So he's yeah. his own machine. Like he don't he don't need nobody come aboard. He like, I got this. I right. got my brand. I got my own got my
0: ideas people. and all that. I don't I need you. I'm yeah. good. I
1: ain't trying to spend none of his money. So, you know. <laughs> um, that's the difference in what I see that's happening is that, that no they're not just doing the one off like that we were taught to do. Okay. Like you right. they are not picking playing. They they like okay. I my lane is this, <laughs> and, and I'm doing this, this and the other. And by the way, I also have a coffee shop in Lamert Park. You know, just stuff like that. Just right. That are are they are, have multiple streams of income, multiple streams of storytelling, um, m- multiple platforms to distribute their content. I think it's very smart what they're doing. And um, and 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 like I said, that's the difference today.
0: And that that leads me to this yeah. to my to this next question is how has <laughs> How has information and media moved so fast now yeah um, how have how has it changed you as a creative in your industry to be able to churn out the content that you want does it pressure you to to move fast with the times or you try to pace yourself okay I'm, I'm gonna do it this way and no matter how fast everything else around because you may have your counterparts that they're putting out this, they got YouTube uh content going out, they got they got their social media content going out, they have the uh-huh. traditional outlets going out. How how are you 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 using this this time and space to your to your advantage?
1: Well, finally, you know, what I've always done my whole life tell stories across platforms and genres is accept it. Right. I'm super excited about this time. You know, as we speak, I am doing a book of the month um, campaign where all the content I've been written for the past 20 years that was not picked up, you know, working as a screenwriter is, is frustrating because it really is just a blueprint for a movie that may or may not get made. Right. And if you put all these months and time to a screenplay and it doesn't get made, it's not really technically a sample that you can use. Maybe you can use it to go out for managers or to get a TV show deal or something like that, possibly. But usually just move on to the next one because you got to have fresh content all the time. Well, I just decided that all the stuff that I've been writing, you know, the novels that didn't get picked up, I'm putting it out. I'm publishing it myself. Right. And because I know how to do that, I can do it very quickly. Right, but I'm doing that as well as pitching projects to uh, for my movie, and I'm pitching um, pitching a TV show at the same time. I also have a, um, a, a audio drama podcast that I've done. So I'm it's doing not, all these things across all, all these platforms. I was going to get to Right that. at the same time, where when I started, that was frowned upon. Now yeah. it's normal. So no that was idea. what everybody does. You got to be able to do more than one thing in this business because you just don't know what's going to hit. You also don't know when it's going to hit, right? right? And the money is funny because there's so <laughs> many that the whole system is broken down. Those huge deals that used to be normal aren't happening anymore. Right. So you can't just depend on one stream of income. You got to have multiple things going on. So for me, this is the exciting period for me because I'm finally, I'm not looked upon as a unicorn anymore. I'm not looked upon as an alien. You know, people aren't saying to me, Mommy's getting your lane. They're like, what else you got? And I'm like, oh, okay, finally. <laughs> right. Finally, I don't have to pretend that I only write screenplays. I also write novels, I write children's books, I do podcasts, yep. I do a lot of different things. If you need a storyteller that can give you content across genres and platforms, I'm the girl. That wasn't a good thing to say not too long ago now it is
0: so it's it's working to your advantage now
1: i'm taking i'm making it work towards my advantage and also to your point of like do i try to keep up with trend i just do what makes it passionate for me Mm -hmm. i think that's the problem that a lot of creatives get into is you try to read the trends you try to do because honestly by the time the trend comes out it's already over
0: yeah yeah (laughs) Right.
1: So you can't, you can't depend on what you're reading in the trade. You know, suddenly Jordan Peele comes out with Get Out, and everybody's writing horror movies. Sorry, that trend is already—they're gonna go to him. They're not yeah. looking to you for that unless that's your passion. If that's what you right. always want to do, keep doing that. But don't just all of a sudden decide you're gonna write a horror film because Get Out won an Oscar. That, no. <laughs> I write the stuff that makes me passionate. And sometimes that's not, you know, what's typical, traditional, whatever. But as long as I'm happy about it, I know that I will find somebody else who is. And the audience was out there. They're hungry for this content. To you guys, you yes. guys are the audience that we all want. You, you read right. you, I mean, not you. Not you. <laughs> you watch <laughs> stuff. You watch TV. And we putting out this content. And these youngins, you know, they'll watch anything on a cell phone. That's why YouTube oh, yeah. and TikTok and all that stuff is hot. I mean, if you're a content creator and you got to hustle and you are creative and the stamina, you can find an audience. Right. And it's not just it, it's not just about like if it's on HBO or NBC anymore. If you got a YouTube channel that's blowing up, they'll come to you. And yep. that's what people need to understand. Build build your own table, and they'll come to you.
0: Right.
2: So during this um, quarantine time, how creative or should I say, how productive have you been during this time?
1: I've been, you know, I've been very productive because I've been living like this for so long. I mean, I, I, I basically, I'm quarantined anyway. I mean, I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least I'm not alone. Thank you. I, I appreciate home. that. I'm not alone on this.
1: No, I'm, a, I'm an I person from home. I haven't worked for anybody else uh, where I have to go into an office for like 15 years. Okay. Um, so I've developed a system of how I can operate, you know, and get stuff done. So nothing's really changed for me in that regard of being stuck in the house and all this type of stuff. You know, the hassle is. I feel a difference in energy because everybody else is stuck in the house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> their, their mood has changed.
1: Their mood is changing. I can feel
0: that. Yeah. But for
1: me, in my house, I'm good. I'm still okay. being productive, but I have to pace myself because now that everybody's stuck in the house, um, People are always online and, and everywhere. So you can oh, find yes. yourself wanting to go to bed, but you know, somebody's tweeting you at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. No, oh, let me just answer this right quick. And you look up and you're still awake. So I have OG. to physically turn my phone off. See? And not, you know, and just get my rest because even though I can go hard, I, I need I need a break. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. When that creative, yeah, okay. see, and she, see, she admitted, to Smash. When that creative spark hit, whether it's whether it's willingly or forced upon her I think I think you
2: miss she you miss give what she up said. herself she, she said she gotta turn that phone off at three o'clock <laughs> <laughs> and when you said three o'clock that's when he be up doo doo, firing off stuff I'd be like what it's is just, going on
0: it's just a quiet it's just I don't know what it is and I've always been a night owl from a kid I mean it was just like my parents would always be like why don't you sleep it's just send it's me it's just some about, I, the, I night. Just something about the night. It's just some
1: about the night. I understand. My husband, my husband's a night owl. Yeah. He's he's the same as you. And I used to be a night owl. But um being married to him, I've had to change my whole game up. Really? <laughs> because we both can be night owls. Somebody <laughs> sure. gotta go to sleep. Somebody gotta make sure, you know, somebody buy the groceries, somebody wait to go to the grocery store before it closes you know, and she he and, and it used to so now I started getting up earlier. When I'm writing something, I'm on deadline. I make myself get up like at five, six in the morning to write, right. because for me, to your point about being sleepy, I need to be a little bit sleepy in order for me to write my best. Mm, really? I can't be too I can't be too awake because huh. my I'm such a, um, uh, a analytical thinker that I'll start thinking about. The other stuff my producer will wake up and me like okay you need right. to write this email you need to do this da i need to put the social media thing going on but my creative side is still in that sleepy stage and she's not very productive you know doing <laughs> sending emails off. i always tell people do not call me before 11 o'clock a.m <laughs>
3: because
1: my, my other side has not woken up yet you don't know what you're about to get out my mouth right. so for me being being sleepy is the best time for me to write so i've had to learn to get up early in the morning because oh. that's when he's just about to go to sleep and that's when my house is quiet oh so he's <laughs> a night what... night owl he's a night, night oh no owl. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah straight up yeah so he's a night <laughs> night owl so i have to start writing early in the morning and then i can start doing my administrative producing stuff because i don't have to be as creative when i do that because it's more analytical right that makes sense that makes sense
0: see smash huh. she, she's putting some clarity to my to my method, to See my madness.
1: Yeah, to my, it's not just function. It's, <laughs> nah. it's, it's,
0: it's organized chaos, we're going to call it. <laughs> I
1: need to talk to your wife and ask her
0: what she thinks. She doesn't. She just like, it used to be a fight, right? Because it was like, she's like, I'm going to bed. Okay. I, I'll catch up until you later. <laughs> That's funny. But now, you know, we're 15 years in, so it's just like, you know what? This idiot like to stay up all night. Do do you? <laughs> I'm going to bed. So, but I just it's just when I'm most creative <laughs> it's in the middle of the night. It's just what it is, and it's yeah. it comes back to haunt me because I work a nine to five. So sometimes I roll in that joint, be like, two coffee in his hand, coffee in his hand. Like, give me an hour and I will be ready to be productive for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was for, I was really productive for myself last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better, I'm better in the morning
2: the morning is that's me uh all morning i got no i, I well, can't do you, do, do you
1: write in the morning
2: though i do whatever in the morning in the morning is when i do my best thinking so I, i'll write um because i got a lot of like so i got a lot of journals and i've been because yeah. what i what i've been doing for the past couple of years is just writing couple, down
0: books. come on tell the truth
2: no, I do. Because I, I got I got them from my daughters because I write down little sayings to them. Yeah. And just little, little things I want to give them. Just like, in my mind, it's a, like a book of life that they can look back on when as they get older and yeah. some advice in times where they may need. So I just write out thoughts at time, mm-hmm. And like, even when I'm watching movies or TV shows, I'll, I'll take notes. That's why I got all these journals. I'll take notes and then it may be a topic or something that I'll bring up with me and Dee doing the podcast. So, mm-hmm. because something in those movies, because I'm reading the subtitles, it uh,
0: sparks something. <laughs> right. Sparks something right. in me. So, right? Yeah. So, so, so now that you, now that you're there, now that you did not open that door, smash. I'm gonna go ahead and get you on <laughs> wax, because initially, right, Monique? Mm-hmm. Initially, when we started this, it was supposed to be. Um, I built the brother a website and and I said, Well, you want to add the blog so you can get your writing and, and, and get all your thoughts and out, out there. He was like, Yeah, shit yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that hadn't come to fruition yet. Now we're almost three years in and he hadn't penned anything yet. And he hey. writes. He writes now. Don't get me wrong, he does write. But yeah. When he doesn't. I, I think his I think he's afraid to let the world into that bald head of his. <laughs> nah, it's...
2: <laughs> hey, what, what do we say earlier? What happens? Life hits you in the face, right? Life, man. <laughs> like, you know, when you come home from work, man, like you said, at nine to five, you come home from work, sometimes you... If I write, it's going to be... It's just gonna be cussing people out. Like it's gonna be hatred in that thing when <laughs> I come home from work. So I'm like, nah. But in the morning, like, you know, I'm thankful that God woke me up. So I'm creative. So I just start writing. All
0: right. So then I so so, so, <laughs> so that's when you should do it, right?
2: There you go. But but I might not wanna blog in the morning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm writing to my daughters during that time. They so can, my mind is like they on can read it different.
0: too they get to read it too <laughs> <laughs> so they can read the blog they can read the blog too go to the blog go to the blog it's about you, <laughs> you know, it's all about you you want to know what I'm thinking this morning go read the blog <laughs> you see how you're skirting around the, around the, the commitment it's
1: terrible well you know you gotta find the right time you know like for me my my creativity happens in the morning my administration is a straight afternoon <laughs> You know, and then um, I usually get tired around 3 p.m., honestly. Yep. me tired. too. Um, I could push through it, but it, it ain't going to be right. So I might as well right. just shut it down. And then, I, uh, you know, I stop at 3, I walk to the store, do my little errands or whatever, make dinner for me and my husband, and then I watch TV. But usually when I'm watching TV or watching our movie or whatever, I'm always thinking about what I need to be doing or or writing or whatever. And if it's particularly important, like if it really is a pesky idea, then I'll write at night before I go to sleep. Even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. Just so I have it by my, you know, in my sub in my psyche. So my my dream can work that out. Like I don't know what this means, but let me let my subconscious play with it. So I do do my write it out at night so I can work it out in the morning. morning. And then yep. um and then in the morning, in the morning if it's still there then I'll make myself sit down like, okay, this means something. Cause for me, like I don't write down everything. Like some people write down everything, but I like to think about it for a minute. And if it it sticks around, then I know it's an idea that actually has some legs (laughs) that I'm interested in. If I I remember it, you know, you have some ideas and you're like, what was that idea? But then there's some ideas you you just keep remembering. And I'm like, okay, now that's what I should be writing on. Cause you got so many ideas coming, but you can't do them all, you know.
3: Yeah. So you just got to sure. find
1: out when, when, where does this blog fit in into your writing, your natural rhythm of writing, whatever that is. And and then, like I tell my husband all the time, he's not a writer where he sits down and writes. He likes to talk. I'm like, well, you know, just talk to your cell phone oh, and just yeah. and get that out and you can have that transcribed and then you got what you need right there. So there's so mm-hmm. many different ways to get writing done that people just bing, think bing, it's one Bing, bing,
0: bing, smash, idea, you know, right? <laughs> She's throwing out jams to you, brother. You have no excuse. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Moniz. I appreciate you because I want that part of that brother to come out. He refused to let that out to the world. But he
1: got back I'm just trying to help the brother out, that's all. You
0: know, so now,
2: I hey, I appreciate it because when uh every, when we have people that have written books or like you like written everything, movies, <laughs> T V, everything. Um I like I'm never really like in awe of people or like I never had anybody I looked up to, you know. But like when I meet people that have went out there and done something that I want to do, mm-hmm. like I they inspire me because I'm like, man, like they they did it. They just stop talking about it. Like me, I'm talking about it, and I haven't done it. But people like you, y'all, have done it, and you're like, just do it. That's what everybody say, just do it. And I'm like, man, so, but I still ain't got that just do it part yet.
0: So. <laughs> he got Reeboks on. He didn't put his Nikes on yet. <laughs> but uh, so so I'm
2: curious too because I was thinking about this um, when you were talking. So you said. Mm-hmm you you pretty much could have been a, a great ger- journalist right oh yeah mm-hmm. so what film show or whatever inspired you or just was something that you just like saw and you were like i want to do film
1: um she's got to have it by spike lee mm. i um he, he came to Detroit and he did... It was screened at this movie theater. It's no longer there. And I took my sister to go see it. And I was just like in awe. I mean, think about when it came out. That like was a real, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. real shock
0: value. Yeah, it
1: was such a shocking thing to see um, these black people. First of all, and black and white and black people and then the, and the subject matter yeah, and Nola yeah. Darling and all that. It was just... It was crazy. And then... then um, his producer did a, uh, a talk or something. I don't even know where it was or how I found out about it. And I went to this little, tiny, little like place, a little hole in the wall. And he gave a talk about how he produced it. Monty Ross. He gave a talk about how he produced Spike Lee and how they met and everything like that. And just listening to him talk, it made me... It inspired me. I, coming from Detroit, I was always weird. You know, I am the I was the kid that was writing. I've been writing plays and all that stuff since I was a kid and poetry and okay. stuff like that. And everybody in my family worked at General Motors or Ford, and, and I was okay. just blessed that I had my mom and my dad and my extended family who was like, okay, Moni likes to write. Let's find ways for her to be a writer. And that that took me so far. And the only thing my mother really knew about writing was being a journalist. She's the one that said you should be a journalist. (laughs) I know what that is. You can make some money. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'll be a journalist. You know, Um, but I always knew I wanted to tell, you know, creative stories. And so when I saw, um, when I saw Spike's movie, and then when I met him, Monty Ross, I was like, this is it. And so it was in the back of my mind. I just didn't tell my mother. Because I was just <laughs> so good at being a journalist. And okay. and it was um, because I'm naturally curious about people. Um, and it taught me how to make, de- make deadlines. And I got to talk to people. And being extremely shy, it was hard for me to talk to folks. But for some reason, when I had an assignment to do a story, I could just ask them all types of questions. Right. And one thing I found out from that is that most of the time, you just listen, really, right? You ask a person a question and then just... Listen, and it might be a pause, and because it's human nature to feel the pause, then that's when you get the real information. And I'll come back with stuff like, "How'd you get me to say that?" I was like, "I just listen." <laughs> you know? Right. But I always knew I wanted to write movies, Um and even and it's weird because I was a TV kid, so I should have wanted to write TV, but I wanted to write movies um after I met and met Monty Ross. Right. Okay. So,
0: what is your in your TV time? What is your go to? What is your, what is that one go to show for you?
1: Law and Order SVU. Now,
0: oh my goodness. I can watch
1: that on the marathon. <laughs> Olivia Benson is my girl, I can watch that on the marathon. It, that, that, you know, it doesn't matter, yeah, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. I that, think we you know,
2: all care, yeah.
1: Um. And then I like, um, I, I, I usually get fall into this pattern of watching old stuff for some reason. Um, I got some new things, but my go tos like Miami Vice. I, it's weird, I know, but mm. you look at Miami Vice, everybody who's an actor can't do Miami Vice. Everybody, Julia yeah. Roberts, all yeah. of them, they were all there playing some type of drug dealer or a pimp or a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, <laughs> and so I like looking <laughs> at that old stuff and then I also watch like I really love this season of Insecure I don't know if you guys watch Issa Rae's Insecure but I, I
0: watch it. it I haven't I watched really I'm sorry I haven't, I haven't watched, watched one season. episode of it at all? at all I haven't watched one episode of it I just haven't uh, watched haven't, this season it's, just, it's, it's hard for me like I, I, I say I've watched one episode and I have a problem with, with television if it starts out slow, oh. okay, it's hard for me, it's hard for me to get their attention. It's like one of the shows that, that we both love is, is shameless, right? <laughs> mm. And it started off so slow. So it literally took me eight years. Like this brother had been hounding me for eight years. <laughs> mm. Eight years to pick it back up, bro. No, it's too slow. It, it's just moving too slow. So then you know, you get to that moment of time, I was off for about two weeks. It's like mm-hmm. you know, I'm bored, I don't have nothing to do. I said, Let me go dig into this shameless. And I binged watch seven seasons of this show. <laughs> Did in, you leave the couch? In, t- in two weeks. It was that good of a show. <laughs> he said, I told you. I told you. I'm sitting here for two weeks texting him about this show. Wow. And, but for me, it, it, that, that's where that's where that insecure is. And I, and I know everybody says it's great, but I have to get over that.
1: Well, I mean, it has a certain point. tone to it. You know, yeah. you got to you gotta get into the frequency of the show. Like, yeah. um, there are certain shows we just don't get. Even though, yeah. the, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, Game of Thrones was that for me. I just... No. It, it didn't do it for me. me I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, But I did say, <laughs> like, did you see Homecoming on Amazon Prime? Homecoming?
2: Um, yeah, so... I'm watching. I'm not in the. Se- I haven't watched the sexy. I'm still in the first season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's so weird to me, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So it's slow. Like for me, it's slow. Like D is saying, it's very slow. You won't like it. D. Well, oh, the yeah. first season got like Julia Roberts. And yeah, you know,
1: Julia watching. Roberts, and yeah. then and, and it's um
2: Jane Malone. Jane is the
1: second season. No, it's yeah. really slow. You probably won't like it. No, um, but <laughs> I like it because it's a half hour dramedy which is is unique is either usually a half hour sitcom or a hour drama so i love the half hour drama thing and it was also it was based on a podcast before it became before it became the tv show which is why Great. it's kind of so right yeah um but it's i like i like it i love sci-fi i mean in my ultimate 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 go-to is the twilight zone i can watch the twilight Let's zone see. no matter <laughs> what so, I mean, the original. I love Jordan Peele, but come on now. The original, a, you can't even play with that. The first season of Twilight Zone, I, I heard it's different this season, but the first season of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is that they were hour-long episodes yeah, when the yeah. original Twilight Zone was only a half hour. Right. Yeah. It was never meant to be an hour, and that's why it was so slow. Yeah. But the ori- And that's what made Rod, Rod Sterling such a genius, that he was able to tell those tiny fables in a half hour's time, and you can and and they were so they were so poignant and got hit you in the face because yep. he only had so much time to tell the story and he did it brilliantly. I can watch those episodes over and over and over again.
2: Oh, that's that's all my wife like my wife literally watches the, the original Twilight Zone. So she got excited with Jordan Peele doing it, but um she still to this day she at least watches three or four episodes a week of the yep. old one. Me too. And I'm <laughs> and, you know, I wasn't that big in the Twilight Zone, so I've been of course trying to watch the Jordan Peele, but mm-hmm. like I am I, I just like some of them I haven't been able to connect what he was trying to convey, you know, so I'm like I don't know, it's it's different. I like the old ones too, but um my wife, she's a she's just like you. That's her go-to for the Twilight Zone
1: stuff. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. It I never just fails. yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's it's a um, it's a good show though. Um I like Jordan Peele. I think this. I think this second season is way better than the first season. But uh,
1: I haven't seen it yet. But I, I heard that it's only half-hour episodes, and I, I'm yeah. guaranteeing that's why it's much better. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> the, I think the thing I've I've liked about this, um, the new one with Jordan Peele, is just the actors and actresses that have come through the shows and played on there. Because mm-hmm. I've been surprised to see some people. So.
1: Yeah, they did a really good job in casting. The diversity of the cast was so amazing last season, and I hear it's the same this season. That's what I really like about it. Like, I mean, people that you, like you said, you never would have seen before. Like, they made a purpose, they they intentionally casted people that were diverse and different and unique. And so um, that adds a whole nother layer to the story. Have you seen Black AF? I have. And.
2: What were your thoughts on that? Since you are in this industry, because a lot of people had mixed feelings about it, I thought it was funny. But what
0: I, I would like to hear you know somebody that's what you
1: think, D? Was it funny to you?
0: I loved it. Okay,
1: there it is. It doesn't matter what I think, does it? And, and <laughs> excuse
0: my friend. Sometimes you want to see some nigga shit, and that's, that's just.
1: That's just what it is. It's being I mean, him being creative. I, what I liked about it was like, you know, like <laughs> that, that started off slow for me. You no. Know, yeah. I don't know Kenya personally, but I know that Blackish was was inspired because of his life. So right. to see his life um was interesting. Um and and people were saying like, what well, we don't need to see this, but I, I just applaud his 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 right to tell the story however the hell he wants to tell it. You know, right. and sometimes you just need to like you do what you want to do, say yeah. what you want to say it. And, and when I kept seeing, I heard industry people saying one thing, but then I heard regular folks watching. They're like, "I love it." I'm like, "Well, then, what the hell? It don't matter what I think yeah. about anything. And it don't matter how I feel about anything."
0: <laughs> but he's, his
1: audience, it, then, what the hell?
0: But one <laughs> thing, one thing that that I think people missed when he did it, and he did an interview with with Kevin Hart, and and one thing that I think a lot of people missed. That Blackish was uh, a derivative of his life, mm-hmm. but it was a PC version. Of and course. and he said, when when I got to the point of I can say no, that meant I can go out and start creating what I wanted, right? He was like, I've always I grew up in this type of environment. I'm watching the dope boys, I'm watching the hustlers on the block, and I'm watching with these big fancy cars, and I've always wanted to do that. Right. So now here's the, here's an opportunity for me to actually put those those creative thoughts of, of of what I wanted on film and now I get a chance to do it. So it's just I just look at it as the the X-rated version of blackish. And it was yeah. like I yeah, loved yeah. it, you know, because I can't I would never go through money like that i would never do the, have the <laughs> stuff that he did but you like i i wouldn't do it but i understand you know i i, yeah. I not spend my money on no big chain and all this kind of stuff but <laughs> it's enjoyable to see him you know in, in his ways he's so self-centered in himself and the kids are And it was dope to see that the the story being told from the daughter's perspective it wasn't from out uh, from his eyes it was from the daughter's eyes and right. it was it was it was dope i don't know i liked it i, I think it's because it was <laughs> kind of exploitation of us but we have so many sides of us as a people that's that's just one. Yeah. that's just one part of us and yeah you know you guys sometimes you have to embrace the good with the bad i love it. So, like i said i yeah. mean
1: but that he's building his own career on telling black stories yeah I mean, yeah like stories grown-ish i mean he got the old old ish thing down like yeah. he's covering that whole thing <laughs> yep. you know and that's his brand of humor he got that's what i was I was talking to a friend of mine, and and it's it's great that we can have these conversations now. Talking Mm -hmm. about, well, I don't like Lena, I don't like Ava, I don't like Kenya, I don't like, all these people you can say you don't like means that we have diversity of people making content and telling stories. We finally got it now. It's wonderful. I can, yeah. I can say, look, I'm not feeling Tyler Perry, but I'm a Lena away fan, and we go watch our own stuff and come back, have dinner, and be fine with each other. That's a beautiful right. thing, where it's not just one story being told. It's just not right. like, well, all we got is Sydney Poitier to point to back in the day. That's not yeah. the case anymore, <laughs> you know? You can tell whatever your, your brand of blackness could go either way. You can right. be a queer black person like Lena or you can be Ave of which is like up right? let's fight the power of black person. Or you can just be a Negro that wanna buy sneakers like Kenya. Right. You know, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. I love it, <laughs> I, love I, like it. That. That, I like how you did that. I like how you did it.
0: That is a highlight. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was dope. That was dope.
2: Yeah it was <laughs>
0: Now, I do, this may, this may
2: not make it into the thing, but I, I just got to ask this because I was yeah. looking at it when I was researching. Um, There's two things that I, they, I, I want to know if it's true, but, and then if it is true, you got to explain. It says that you can't stand butterflies or bunny rabbits <laughs> and you're afraid of black clowns. <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. You and who
2: doesn't see? like butterflies? Oh, Let me
3: explain.
2: And Have
1: bunny you rabbits? <laughs> okay,
3: okay. You Listen, don't celebrate Easter at all. Okay, can't stand
1: these. I can explain this. <laughs> I, I, I can explain this. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen a butterfly up close?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Have you looked in its face?
0: Yes. No. Uh, you, I used to you
2: catch him, him in caterpillars. Uh-huh. I used to catch them as oh, cow caterpillars like, and keep them in a insect, bottle.
1: And- uh, you know, insect lives matter. I keep talking. <laughs> insect lives
0: matter. I just
1: remember when I was a kid, one this butterfly rolled up on me, and he he got up in my face, and he it just looks like like an alien <laughs> demon, and I was scared to life. Just they fool you with those beautiful colored wings, like you're looking at their wings, but that face is just like flavor flavor, you know what I'm saying? It's
2: <laughs> Sound like your next show to me.
1: So now, now, now buddy rabbits, okay. Um, they're another one, those are other ones. they the they, they, been chelsea twitching and they got the ears perked up and everything, but they just they whiskers, they move. They remind me like the crackhead of animals. They're just too nervous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't trust them. I don't
2: trust them. <laughs> The crackhead of animals. The crackhead of animals. And, and,
1: and black clowns, I mean, come on a brother. A brother
0: with a white <laughs> face. Not just that to you. It <laughs> <laughs> so that it's new natural, <laughs> right. No, I, do, I don't. That one clowns, I don't dig clowns. I don't dig clowns. Period. Black, white, or, or any <laughs> other color. I don't
1: trust clowns.
0: Really? I don't. I didn't know that. Why one?
1: You got that face covered up. What's that about? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Like we you used to go to McDonald's. I don't eat it anymore, but. When Rana was there, nah, I'm a pass. I don't want. I'm a sit in the car. I just, I don't do clowns, man. I, this fishy, they are fishy, fishy individuals.
1: Uh, I just,
0: I just had to get an answer
2: to those. I, I was just.
1: That, I just, did I help you guys explain myself? The crackhead oh,
2: animals. <laughs> you had good explanation, and uh, I'm getting my uh, ILM shirt. Tomorrow, it says lives matter. Right, it says lives matter
0: <laughs> with a close-up of a butterfly. <laughs> that I'm is. I'm ordering that tomorrow. So the, so the butterfly initially, so caterpillars are ugly. So I guess they took. He keep the butterfly keeps the caterpillar face and blossoms into a better body.
1: Right, they distract you with those wings, but they ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. Close up, they, they aren't
2: the most attractive, but I mean it's still a pretty
1: insect. No, nah, nah, you caught up. See, insect lives matter. We can't listen to Not
2: these say, right? You know, it's uh, it's the personality. It's the
1: personality. Personality That's <laughs> how you say some
2: somebody ugly and you'd be like, they got a nice personality. I'm just trying to help out the
0: butterfly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a crime of me if I didn't uh ask you about the podcast. What made you think that this would be this would be a good play?
1: Again, I didn't think I just thought about something I liked. You know, I mean, uh, mm. I, when I was when I was living and working in Chicago, I wrote on this um, radio soap opera and I had so much fun. You know, you just get in a booth and with some actors and you can create any world that you want. So when I uh, published my novel for the first time, I was just trying to find any type of way to make some noise to stand out for for everybody else. And I said, well, I'm gonna do the same thing I did with the radio soap operas. I'm gonna ask some of my best friends, come up with a booth, voice these characters, and I can use that to market my novel. Cause I didn't have enough money to do the whole book, but I had enough to do like the first three chapters of the book and being a filmmaker, then I added all the sound effects and the music and everything. So it was like a movie for your ears. Right. And I just enjoyed the process myself. And as a director, I could direct my friends and I have to worry about lighting and all this type of stuff. Just actor, actor, the director. It was a wonderful experience for me. So I that's why I did it. And it, and it resonated because you just never know at the time what's going to hit. Like I said before, right. some people are listeners. Some people aren't readers. You know, so you gotta like. I gotta get you wherever I can get you. And now, when I did it ten years ago, it was like unheard of, right? Now podcasts are everywhere.
0: Every yes. single for you yep.
1: listening to podcasts. So this is a perfect time. Once again, another way for you to leverage your storytelling t- storytelling ability, especially now in the age of COVID. Like I got like three podcasts that I'm developing because. We ain't gonna be on no set no time soon. Right. But I still got <laughs> stories to tell, right? right. And these right. actors are sitting at home not doing nothing either. And and it's not even a matter of just my friends anymore. You know, like Will Smith is sitting in front of his computer. You never know who you can get these days. Right. Don't think small. Like right. if you just That's reach true. out to them on Twitter, they might be like, Yeah, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, because I've, so, I've I've gotten a
0: lot of no's. I mean, I I'm I'm always thinking <laughs> big. I'm always in somebody's DM, sending somebody an email, whether they respond yeah. back or not. You know, yeah. I know I want to if you're in, it, and it's usually like when I came across you you were very interesting to me because your bio was totally different from so many people that I've that I've come across right it was just so multifaceted that it was like okay that was she sparked my interest to to try to figure out you know how she thinks i want to interview her because i want to see how she thinks and, and why she you know how she can manage and do all these different things and why, what mm-hmm. what role did she take so that that's one of my things if you interest me i'm going for it if you know rather you tell me all you can do is tell me no at the end of the day you know right
1: and in, in this day and age everybody everybody sees everything so even right. if they don't respond they saw it yeah <laughs> i know, so they, yeah. Sometimes I know they saw gotta, it Sometimes you just got to see it a couple times. Like, all right, let me see what he's talking about. You yeah. know, so you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about where where scripted podcasts are going. Um, I also did. Uh, I have a podcast, a chat podcast, like you guys, with my best friend of uh, 25 years. It's called And Shit, yeah, and all we that. do is talk about shit. That's <laughs> it. The, shit about shit. the stuff that's going on because we have these long these long winded conversations. He just moved to um, Atlanta. We had these long-winded conversations catching up with each other about stuff. And we one day he was like, you know what, we should record this. Because we went from A to Z and back to F, you know, and that's how <laughs> our conversations go. So we said we just be talking shit. Like, that's the name of the chef podcast. And shit. So, <laughs> I like.
2: <it>. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one I'm about to check it out yeah
1: it's it's fun it's it's just a fun thing where we just like I said we literally just record our conversations that's really
0: all and that's that's, that really this is how this came about (laughs) because we had those same we had you know we've been friends for 20 plus years but that's how this came about you know so and and then well
1: y'all y'all doing a thing I'm I'm so grateful and happy you had me on yes Um, I appreciate it so uh, I'm a fan that's Thanks. why I responded to you when you said to get on so I'm like yeah <laughs>
0: okay thank you when, and, and when you know you what? what and that, what's funny about that is because we like I we would always like each other's content but yep. we, we've never had a conversation right and okay. then I I don't, I don't just like you know what i i'm a, I'm a, a fan of her and I admire her work let me just ask if she do the show. And then in instantaneously, she was like, yep, I'm doing it. <laughs> when you need. And that, 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 that was dope. That made me feel good. I said, OK, so she does appreciate our content. So we're doing something right, Smash. A, a, a true oh, yeah.
1: creative thinks that we're creative. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, that's you good. can learn about somebody from the content that they post, right? right? You can really get to know somebody from the stuff that they're posting about. And that's why I agree so quickly. Because I was like, I like his stuff. I share their stuff. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. Where can the people find you?
1: Oh, man, they can find me at my website, monismitchellsimms.com. And they can find me, like you found me, on Instagram, yep. uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. It's all Mitchell Sims. Um, So I'm easy to find. And um, all my books are on sale on Amazon. So y'all can go there and buy the books. Mm-hmm. And... uh yeah, so I'm, I'm out and about in these social media streets. You can just find me. <laughs> <it. laughs>
0: but we I, I, I thank you for your time and I know you got to cook and your your husband is probably, he's waking up now out of his Waking up. <laughs> yeah, right. To get his night owl <laughs> on. <laughs> I got feed the vampire. <laughs> so Smash, any closing words, my brother, so we get up out of here.
2: Thank you for coming on. I always love when we got our black brothers and sisters coming on, showing the world everything that they got. I mean, you're a film writer, a book writer, a producer, a children's author, and book writer. I mean, whatever you you name it. But um, <laughs> I, I ran across I ran across a poem, uh, not a poem, but a, a quote. And after talking to you, it really reminds me. I think you embody this, so I'm just going to read it verbatim so you can you can hear it. But if there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, you must be the one to write it. And that's Toni yep. Morrison. Yep. And I think you embody that um, especially. So keep doing what you're doing. And you got two fans right here all day. Yeah, every
3: day. definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and re- and remember up. now, Mon- Moniz, remember yeah, yeah. when the movie comes out, I gotta at least be an extra, right? I'd be a towel right boy or something. Right on, right on. <laughs> or or if you need a pitch, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So with that being said, much love. And we out. Peace.
1: We have returned to claim the me.
2: Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Yeah, droove